and is how to be real before the Lord. With many people around him at that time, very few, unfortunately, were real. Everyone showed his own weakness. There is nothing wrong to be weak. But are you going to continue in your false breaching? In the ninth hour, we read it again from Matthew 26. Then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, what are we, you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Why? We'll see it in the next slide. The high priest said, it's time for one man to die and to save the nation. And even he is going to save the whole world. What are you going, Judas? I'm going to save the world. I'm going to kill Christ. Sometimes it looks not real. But please, I need to check myself and you check yourself this evening. What are you breaching? Are you living as a victim at your home while you are destroying all your family? In many occasions, it's the case. I'm destroying every member of my family, but I'm believing, I'm breaching, I'm the victim of this family. Yes, I believe that I am the savior of this family by doing all my mistakes. And there is no hope in them, not in me. But what, what showed us in the end that Judas was preaching how to save for the poor. He's going to save the world by killing the Savior. And it ended up, he was messing up all his life and he lost his eternity. I think it's a weak call for me personally. Am I living what I'm preaching? Am I defending my own shortcomings by preaching them or not? Then, also in the morning, in the first hour, it was the high priest. And one of them, Siaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all. I know. I am the high priest. Nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. I am saving the nation. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. I'm a prophet. And I'm prophesying a real prophecy. And not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one, the children of God who were scattered abroad. What are you going to do? I'm going to sentence him to death. This is my participation in saving the world. Again, it's not a joke. We all do nearly the same. We know what is right, we breach what is right, and do what is wrong. But I am satisfied because of my breaching or my behavior in front of everyone. If you imagine, we read also in the morning about Pharaoh. Imagine Pharaoh standing before the Egyptians. I am the one who gave you the opportunity to pass the Red Sea. Without me, you can't make it. Looks like a delusion and blindness. But all of us sometimes we play the same role. I believe I'm the savior, why I'm the killer. I believe that I'm the prophet, why I'm participating in killing the savior. I believe that I'm giving them the opportunity to pass for the first time in the middle of the Red Sea because of my goodness, which is not good at all. 
Let us go further to find out what is the problem. Judas was a miracle maker. If you go to Luke chapter 10, he went and he cast out demons. He made many healings and miracles. He is one of the 12 disciples. He is, you can say, one of the patriarchs of the early church or the bishops of the early church. Who are you to tell him there is something wrong in your behavior? Yes, there was hypocrisy in his teaching. There was a great delusion. I am doing something right. Did you share anyone with anyone what you are doing? Yes, I am sharing it with those who are going to support me only. He went to the high priest, went to the authorities who wanted to get rid of him. As Fahim was telling us in the previous talk, how he attuned himself with the wrong people. We do it, all of us. I attuned myself with the wrong people to allow me to make my own agenda. My wisdom is above any other wisdom. And the delusion that I am doing something right, it ended up he lost his life or the spiritual blindness. But the church is always telling me there is hope. The Holy Trinity is planning our salvation, planning the opening of our eyes even before we are blinding ourselves. In Isaiah 45, verse 22, it reads, look to me. Yes, all what Judas did, he looked to his own needs, his own heart desires. And Cyril the Great was telling us that he was tempted not, or he was chosen by the devil, not because of his weakness, because he was exposed and totally dominated by his love for money. And be saved all you, you ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. Yes, those who directed their eyes toward Christ, Christ as we shared even at the beginning of, the, of, the, of this year, that our theme this year is, our eyes are towards you. Why? Because we miss out once we are looking somewhere else. There's always hope, and there's hope always in Christ. Let me share with you a few verses from Isaiah chapter 6, a very famous chapter about the vision that Isaiah have seen. He was looking to the Lord. But before looking to the Lord, there was something very serious. Chapter 4 and chapter 5, eight times, he was telling people, woe to you. You are sinners. I'm a good preacher. You are bad. I'm the prophet. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God. But in Isaiah 6, it was the first time to say, woe to me. You know why? Because he saw the Lord. Let us read from chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. But it stood seraphim, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. He was watching. But now I'm not looking to the people anymore. I'm not seeing who is a sinner and who is not a sinner. But I saw the most high, the most holy. Then I started to recognize who I am. He added, <clears throat> so I said, woe is me for the first time. Judas saw himself as the most wise person who is going to save the nation, who is going to save money for the poor, 
but in reality he was not able to see the Lord, not able to hear holy, holy, holy. If you go back, they heard his glory is filling the whole earth. At the very, very beginning, it says at the year of the death of Uzziah, his son was King Ahaz, who was one of the worst kings in the kingdom of the south. If he will hear the cherubim and the seraphim saying, his glory is filling the whole heaven, fine, I don't see it, maybe. But I see a miserable nation living a sinful life. That's why I'm telling them, woe to you, woe to you. But now he believed that his glory is still on earth, even if I can see it. That's why he said, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king. We are looking for this opportunity that my eyes are going to see the king. I will see how sinful I am. Then he added, the Lord of hosts, then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live pool, which had taken with the tongues from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it, and said, behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin burst. Judas spent a lot of time with the Lord, three years, day and night, but he couldn't see the glory of the Most High. He was not able to smell the aroma of Christ. Yes, I can do whatever you want, till, want me to do it. I can go and do miracles. I can collect the money, but I have my own agenda. When we say that Judas sees himself as a saver and a savior, it's not a joke. It's real for him. And it might be real partially for each and every one of us. It's time to ask the Lord, open my eyes to see you. And when I will see you, I will never tell anyone what to you because you are a sinner. Yes, Judas didn't stand. If you imagine, Kedem, on Friday night, he didn't commit suicide, and the disciples were gathered together. And he was proud in front of them all. I am the one who saved the world. Didn't happen, thank God. But sometimes we think this way, that my mistakes, I'm sanctifying my mistakes, or sanctifying the mistakes of someone else. I believe his sins are holy. No, never see the sins of any to be as such. So if I'm looking for a hope, the hope is to see him. Every time we come to the liturgy, we are facing him face to face. Every time you open your Bible at home, you are facing him to see his glory and to say, holy, holy, holy. Even when we sing it, we sing it with the cherubim and the seraphim. We believe that we are in the same choir, praising the same God. In Hebrews 12, St. Paul is telling us it's not only looking, it's gazing. He says, looking unto Jesus, in the original Greek, it's gazing our eyes towards him. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Why you are always looking to the easy path, to the most simple solution, no cross in my life. I'm living a good life, that's why I don't need a cross. I don't want a cross. 
but in the same time, my eyes are on the resurrection. I will never get it. That's why when St. Paul was telling us there is a joy has been set before his eyes, this was the end result of the cross. Can we see the cross differently? That's why when we come to the liturgy, it's a time to face the Lord, to gaze our eyes on him, to listen to his word. I don't want to repeat what George told us last night. It's the holistic life of the church. I'm not looking parts. Some people said, I like the liturgy. I would like to have communion every day, but no confession. I would like to attend the liturgy, but I don't like the readings. It's too long. I know the story. It doesn't work. Why? Because I'm setting up my own standards. I'm making myself my own savior, my own savior, based on my version of Christianity. A few years ago, when the book and then later the film of the Da Vinci Code, they asked the author and they asked the other author, Michael Bijan, are you a Christian? He said, yes. But I have my own version. Unfortunately, now we have many versions of Christianity. One of them is Judas, the Savior and the Savior, which is a big lie for us, but sometimes we play the same act and the Savior and the Savior. Tomorrow we are celebrating the Passover or the great Saturday or the Covenant Saturday. It's time to face the King of Kings. Tell him, I'm gazing my eyes on you to expose my blindness, to expose my delusions. Some families are suffering too much because of the wife or the husband or one of the, while this person believes I am the savior. You destroyed your family totally, but still you believe that you are the savior. Tell him, Lord, open my eyes. Enough destruction for myself and from people around me. Yes, salvation is coming by looking to the Lord and opening our Bibles and going back wholeheartedly to repent and to start a new start with him every minute of our life, every minute in every liturgy we attend, in every prayer, in every time you open your Bible. And may the glory of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.